Casey, are you there? I am here. Hi, honey. Hi, how you doing? I'm okay. So today we're going to be going over more of the Daily Bible, which I know you've already read. Yay. Nobody else has, so I'm going to go ahead and corrupt their minds now. Awesome. All right. So today we're going over the prophet uh, Hosea, <laughs> not Isaiah, Hosea. Okay. Uh, he, he's a prophet, so obviously he's going to profit some shit. Um, so anyways... The main takeaway with Hosea is that God fucks with him really hard, like hardcore fucking with him, because the first thing that God makes Hosea do is to marry a hoe. He marries a hoe because apparently that's what God wanted, and it's um, supposed to symbolize somehow Israel sucking the dick of other gods. And I guess it symbolizes it in the fact that Jose's wife is going to suck other dudes' dicks. We got demonetized in less than two minutes. <laughs> so, Hosea is successfully cucked. I mean, he's cuckolded so bad that he has to raise kids that are obviously not his own. I mean, there's one Asian kid, there's a Native American, hell, there's even a Neanderthal in there. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hosea is then pissed drunk for the rest of his life, right? Because those kids are obviously not his. And so he names each one after disasters, like his life. <laughs> he legit names one kid no love, because that won't fuck a kid up. Another kid is basically named not mine, probably because it was half Asian. Well, he's obviously not Asian. I don't know why you're shaking your head. So, Hosea is so confused and drunk by God that he lashes out at his wife, and he becomes an abusive bastard just like God. He will sober up one day, though, and he gets back with his hoe wife. No hating on the hoes here. The Bible's hating on the hoes, Okay. And then, for some reason, there's redemption for Israel. Uh, for some reason, I don't know. Um, it, apparently, it comes after a massive bitch slapping with the hoe hand. Again, no hate for the hoes. Love you, hoes. Is that where you're ending it? Love you, hoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'll be back in a minute. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? <laughs> did, did you like my intro that much, honey? Thank you so much for laughing so hard. I, I worked hard to get that completely wrong. Yeah. I was actually laughing at a different thing. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to go into the book of Hosea and we're going to do the first three chapters. Yeah. I think it's funny that the first two letters are ho. I, I see how you played on that. <laughs> I actually just now re- realizing that it's Hosea. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I thought you did that whole ho thing on purpose because of Hosea. No, it's because of the Bible study beforehand when we were talking about Hosea's ho wife. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are going y'all, y'all to figure out what this is all about. Jeez. Okay, so... What you need to know about Hosea is he is a prophet, and he 
he's he's a prophet for about 60 to 65 years and his ministry happens during jeroboam's reign the jeroboam the second in israel yeah that's what we're covering it now instead of like after we finish kings yes is because all this is chronological so kings is being kings and chronicles is being broken up by these other stories that are happening during the time in Kings and Chronicles. Yeah. So his prophecies, which are against Israel. And if you, if you recall in second Kings where we were, where we finished up last time, Israel was just restored. Right. And they took it, they took over Judah uh, because Judah fucked up, but all of Hosea's uh, prophecies are against Israel. And he references his own life, which has been basically plotted out by God to, compare things that are happening in Hosea's life and his marriage, specifically his marriage and family with God and the Israelite people and their relationship with each other. Right. And also in this particular uh, book, uh, Hosea, oftentimes it's used as allusions to the redemption that Jesus brings, but we're going to get there. Okay. All right. So are you ready to start? Yes. Tell me about the hose. Okay. <laughs> Hosea's got hose. Okay. In different parts of the Middle East. Do they have area codes there? They probably do. <laughs> okay. Eden, um, Eden lies in uh, the area code one. Area code Mies. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a different podcast. They won't get it. <laughs> Trump is an idiot, and that's pretty much what you need to know. Yep. Um, so, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, take yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim. <laughs> no! I no, that. Gomer! <laughs> I'm just now realizing when we did our pre-meeting, I never told you her name. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Mary Gomer! <laughs> okay, anyways, go ahead. So- so he married Gomer, daughter of Diblame, uh, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Okay, so the first kid is named after the, the slaughter um, at the massacre at Jezreel. Well, I, I technically... The kid's named after two slaughters because the first slaughter that happened at the hands of Jehu, uh, Jehu, Jehu, and then That's God, yeah, God. Yeah. Then, now God's going to slaughter Jehu and his whole family. He's going to punish the house of Jehu. Yeah. Yes, the the house of Jehu. Yeah. Um. So. That's the first kid. Okay. So Gomer conceived again. Now it doesn't say this time that it belongs to Hosea it just says conceived again and gave birth and gave birth to a daughter well it could be it doesn't say it's not his but it doesn't say it is his so here we are the Lord said to Hosea call her lo Rahama for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel that I should at all forgive them now lo Rahama means not loved in Hebrew 
shit. You know what? That kid is going to grow up fucked. Yeah. So let's see. Yet I will show love to the house of Judah and I will save them. Not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but by the Lord their God. After she had weaned Lo Rahama, Gomer had another son. Holy fuck, woman. Yeah. I mean, uh, she is a hoe, so. <laughs> then the Lord said, call him Loami, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. And <laughs> Loami means not my people. Oh, wow. I, I mean, that one definitely isn't his. That's probably the Neanderthal one. <laughs> It doesn't say what? that anywhere in the Bible. Gomer, who the <laughs> fuck did you fuck? Yeah. I mean, look at this kid. Probably that's that's that, not mine. One's probably the milkman. <laughs> the, is the milkman a Neanderthal? I have no idea. <laughs> it's so easy a caveman could do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Gomer? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get off this hoe thing. <laughs> okay, so... Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will be reunited and they will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land for great will be the day of Jezreel. Say of your brothers, my people and of your sisters, my loved one. So <clears throat> that's a... Basically, that last passage is the very beginning, uh, or sorry, that's um, part of chapter, the end of chapter one and part of chapter two, the beginning of chapter two. And it's basically showing that there's hope for the future. Um, he's, he's saying that Israel and Judah will eventually be reunited and they will come together and they'll be loved and they'll be his people again and blah, blah, blah. So, but of course we have to have rebuking, right? So, so rebuke the fuck out of these bitches. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So this is Hosea uh, prophesying. Prophesying? Prophesizing? Prophesying. Whatever. I don't know. Doing the prophecy thing. Okay. So rebuke your mother. Rebuke her. For she is not my wife and I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness between her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and make her as bare as on the day she was born. I will make her like a desert, turn her into a parched land and slay her with thirst. I will not, I will not show my love to her children because they are the children of adultery. Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Therefore, I will block her path with thorn bush bushes. I will wall her in that so she cannot find her way. She will chase after her lovers, but not catch them. She will look for them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband as, as at first, for then I will be better off than now. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her her grain, her new wine and oil, who lavished her on the silver, er, lavished on her the silver and gold for which they used for bail. Okay, so this is interesting because they are using, I mean, Hosea is using language that applies to his wife, but also is applicable to um, Israel and God, right? Because Israel is the adulterous wife. Israel is the, the Israel's the people who have left God to chase other gods and 
when they figure out that chasing other gods is not going to do them good, they'll come back. Right. So that's, that's what's being said here. Okay. Yeah. So we move on. Therefore, I will take away my grain when it ripens and my new wine when it is ready. I will take back my wool and my linen intended to cover her nakedness. So now I will expose her lewdness before the eyes of her lovers. No one will take her out of my hands. I will stop all her celebrations, her yearly festivals, her new moons, her Sabbath days, all her appointed feasts. I will ruin her vines and her fig trees, which she said were her pay from her lovers. I will make them a thicket and wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the days she burned incense to the bales. She decked herself with rings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me, she forgot, declares the Lord. I mean, who actually thinks that if you strip her naked in front of her lovers, they're not going to be interested? Well, so I think they I think they just mean uh, this. This applies more to Israel. Israel's going to be stripped down. Oh, I mean, I understand, like, I understand the point that's being made. Right. But I don't think that it works so well when comparing it to the wife of Hosea. Well, I mean, I guess if... I was going to ask, why didn't Hosea have his wife stoned? You know, I don't... It seems like that's a pretty big violation of the law of Moses right there. Well, I mean, so God is the one who told him to marry this woman. So he he knows that he's supposed to be married to her. He so that's I'm assuming that's why is because this is the path that God chose for Hosea. Okay, so it's okay because God wrote him an exemption waiver. Uh, yeah, he had to file a he had to file the form in triplicate. <laughs> Make sure you get uh, Moses and Abraham to sign that shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next part we're going to go into basically it it's going to talk about forgiveness and acceptance, and it's going to still use the same like analogy here. Okay. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of uh, Achor a door of hope. There she will sing as in the days of her youth and in the day as in the day she came up out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I will remove the names of the bales from her lips. No longer will their names be invoked. In that day, I will make a covenant for them. With the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the creatures that move along the ground, bow and sword and battle, I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. So I will betroth you to me forever, and I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and in compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. In that day, I will respond, declares the Lord. I will respond to the skies and they will respond to the earth and the earth will respond to the grain, the new wine and oil, and they will respond to Jezreel. I will plant her for myself in the land. I will show my love to the one I called, not my loved one. I will say to those who called, I will say to those called, not my people, you are my people. And they will say, you are my God. So this whole section here basically is Hosea you know, providing a prophecy from God that says there will be forgiveness and acceptance, but also it's, it's kind of interesting because it makes it seem like removing Baal and any other God from their lips, from their presence 
would be so easy. He says he's going to remove it. So why hasn't he in the past? It doesn't seem like it's going to be a choice. Right. So I wonder if it's not a choice here, why? And and he just does it. Why didn't he do it a long time ago? I don't know. Perhaps. I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, I am seeing a little bit uh, of a connection because he's talking about leading, um, leading Israel out into the desert. Yes. Um, to, it, it to says sort of rekindle. Yes. It says, I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her. Then a little lower down, it says, uh, there she will sing as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. Right. So, um, <laughs> it's it's funny because that's actually one of the supposed prophecies of of Jesus here being called up out of Egypt because mm-hmm. um, that's where Matthew uh, the the Christian uh, sect that was uh, believing in Matthew or came up with Matthew or had that as their gospel mm-hmm. uh, they would have read this particular part of Hosea as being like a prophecy of you know, Israel being called up out of Egypt, Egypt. Mm -hmm. So also with her going into the desert to rekindle with God or Mm -hmm. prove themselves to God or whatnot, that also happens in the uh, new Testament. I mean, it happens in the old Testament before, you know, I mean, it's, that's not a, that's not a new thing going into the desert. I mean, we also saw that with uh, Elijah or Elisha, Elijah is either Elijah or Elisha. Well, didn't we also just recently see it with, uh, um, not Joel, with, um, damn, the guy that got eaten by a fish. Jonah. Jonah. He went out in the desert to watch the city. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's to see what would happen. And like, so there's to, he spent time with God and like it was, so this going out in the desert and isolation kind of thing is, is a common theme. Right. Um, Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, so uh, now we're starting Hosea chapter three. The Lord said to me, go show love, go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. I forgot to look this up. Can you please look up what the fuck a sacred raisin cake is? So uh, in the in the ESV, um, it has, and in the NS, uh, which, what's this one? NIV. NIV. It's got cakes of raisins, right? Or raisin, um, well, I mean, raisin ra- cakes. Raisin cakes, cakes of raisin. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, sacred raisin cakes or love cakes of raisins. So at one point it was translated to mean to love the worship of other gods. So the words have actually been changed. So in the KJV, it says, then the Lord said unto me, go yet love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love flagons of wine. So it's. They they like to get drunk and suck other gods dick. (laughs) Well, so cakes of raisins, flagons of wine, another version, another version says um, that love the worship of other gods. So it's, it's. It's interesting how many different ways this can possibly be translated. It's definitely the the absolute word of God, right? Oh, I mean, I'm sold on it. <laughs> so, continuing, 
I bought for her 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethic of barley. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will live with you. Uh, for the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or idol. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. Oh, of course they will. Yeah. I mean, that's how it always happens. They come trembling to the Lord in the, la- in, in the last days or whatnot. Not, not, the, not every time it's the last days. There's only one last day. But, I mean, they always come trembling to the, to the Lord, you know, begging him to fix shit. And then he fixes shit. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to go back to doing the other shit now since you fixed shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's where we're going to stop today. Next week, we'll go through Hosea 4 through, I think, uh, 4 through 9. Yeah, and with the prophecy really being about Israel and Egypt, we're going to be seeing some some more connections with Jesus in Hosea. There's technically only two lines that the Christians, at least, hold to be like prophecies, and that's in 11 and 13. Um, but still, uh, the you know they, they were obviously looking to the Old Testament to generate information about Jesus. So yeah, we're and, probably going to see a lot more. Yeah. And in the next three, uh, in the next three episodes of this, we're going to continue through Hosea and the remainder of Hosea is straight prophecy. Okay. So there's not any more story mm-hmm. um, it, in this, in this section, it's just straight prophecy. Okay. okay. Uh, next time, do you want to see? We're going to uh, talk about the charges against Israel, the sins of the priest, um, adultery of idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to. There's going to be a pronounced judgment. Oh. Um, and Israel, of course, is going to express repentance as they always do, but it's short lived because Israel is wicked. Fuck them. <laughs> right? Uh, there's going to be foreign relations, which we know is a no bueno. Um, there's going to be censure for calf idols. Are we still? We're still not there. Okay, hold on. Um, we're going to talk some about their punishment. And then that's where, that's that's what we're going to go through next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you guys want to learn more about Hosea and his hoe, then tune in next week. (laughs) Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.